I'm so glad we're ending on such a positive note. So, I have a uh, um, interesting issue that's been going on for a few days. Or at least I discovered it a few days ago. Would you like to know mm-hmm. what that interesting issue is? Yes, I would. Um, Audacity is broken for me. Oh, What's, wonderful. So what happens is as I, if I open it up, like the track list, so like the main part where your recording goes, mm-hmm. is completely black. Mm. until I change the size and then it turns the like bluish color again. As I start recording, it doesn't show me the waveforms or the track until for a little bit. So now I see some waveforms, but what I see is just the first five seconds of waveforms and nothing else. Um, but the, you know, the little timer right above it, where it's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, the little triangle is moving along, telling you that thing, like that's working. Like I know that it's recording, it's working, but I can't hmm. actually see what it's doing yeah um so uh yeah so what stinks about that there is a couple things one thing that stinks is that it means that i can't use audacity for the noise reduction because i normally because the way that it works is you have to select part of the audio that you know is like quiet Mm -hmm. but has a little background noise in it Mm -hmm. you select that go to the noise reduction thing and then select the entire uh, track and then apply the noise reduction. Mm-hmm. And if I can't see the waveforms, which I can't, uh, I can't do that. So luckily I was able to find another program that does noise reduction. And it seems to work pretty well. Okay. Um, so at least I have that. And I, and I was like, oh, well, this program works completely. So let me try and use it to record the podcast. But the issue is that it doesn't record like if i'm using that program to record it doesn't let me use the other program that i use to record both of us at the same time Mm. they like interfere with each other and Mm -hmm. it doesn't let me record both of us so yeah so now i'm just using broken audacity assuming that it's going to work because it looks like it is except for the fact that the entire user interface is broken uh (laughs) Okay, perfect. So I'll look forward to recording an episode with you tomorrow as well then. <laughs> no, it should work fine. It's not going to get fixed tomorrow anyway. So like I went, I created an account on the Audacity forum and reported the error and they were able to say like, eventually say, oh yes, this is an error that we've seen some reports of and we have some idea of what the issue is, but they did not have any sort of fix for me. They just kind of said a fix will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I think what I'm, the, all that I can do is I'm also recording normally the combination recording of both of us. I only record it for the first like 10 seconds. Cause all I need is our claps, mm-hmm. but now it's like, well, I guess I'll just record it the entire time. Cause I also know that this program works and if worse comes to worse, then I can use that to make the episode, but Mm-hmm. Yeah, fun technical. So, and and so, what's annoying about this, <laughs> other than the fact that it's just annoying, is that it's coming at the same time that I made a breakthrough in audi- in other podcast audio related things that I've been trying to do for a long time. 
So any of you who listen to OHAC, I will, uh, as usual, talk more about the actual details of that there. But basically what I've wanted to do for a long, long time is add podcast chapters to the podcast. Mm-hmm. This is fine for Comical Start because our hosting site lets me add the podcast chapters in the website. But yeah. you need a separate tool to do it otherwise. And there were no good tools that do this except for a Mac app. And so I finally, finally, finally figured out how to do it using some like command line program. And this weekend I wrote an entire mm. program with a GUI wrapping that thing up nicely for me. Wow. So that was like, oh, I feel so cool about this. And then and it was the like process of finding the original tool to do this that I kind of wrapped up into a program. Mm-hmm. It was like as I was starting that process, that was when I opened up Audacity and all of a sudden it was broken. And like I mm. don't remember like running any updates really, but I don't think I could like like I don't have a setup with my computer where I can like revert back to like a week ago because a week ago obviously was fine. We recorded a week ago and mm-hmm. everything was perfect, but I don't think I have a way to just like revert all the programs back to like a week prior mm-hmm. and be like this is cool um so yeah woohoo whoop de doo one step forward two steps back exactly so yeah i'm just kind of assuming that this is going to work like it still it still says that it's recording you know i can see the triangle moving and at least i can see the like microphone level thing which is made i don't actually really look at the waveforms that much mm-hmm. um i do because it shows me like if I accidentally, like, hit something or, like, knock my microphone, I can kind of see that I did that. Mm-hmm. But at least I can get consistent levels looking at the level thing. Yeah. So, hopefully that's all okay. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? Did you do anything for your dad for Father's Day? I called him and talked to him for, like, half an hour. Well, that's nice. Did you send him a card? No. Oh, well. Bad son. Are you not, like, are you a card-giving kind of family? Um, I mean, evidently not, since you didn't send one, but... <laughs> like, some members of my family are. Maybe I'm okay. just the bat. Maybe I'm just the only one that doesn't, but I don't know. Because that that's, like, a, something that was drilled into us from a, a very young age, is we get card... We either make, or now that we're adults, mostly buy cards for all immediate family birthdays so both of my sisters and my parents i would get cards for all of them for their birthdays plus cards for mother's and father's day mm-hmm. but yeah. i but i suppose all of that is like super family dependent you know that's something that my parents think was important and i like that we do it like it's not a hassle i like that we do it but it's it's weird to start doing it if you didn't already do it before I feel like that's kind of how I was raised too and maybe I'm just a bad child (laughs) okay (laughs) the distance makes it easier to slip up a little bit sure (laughs) like it's not like I'm forgetting their birthday I like I or birthday or holiday or whatever um I don't know and like like I don't think my dad is has any issue with it sure um because my dad is very frugal, and I, I don't think he's ever said it to me, but, like, I could imagine him saying, like, oh, yeah, greeting cards are a scam. Like, 
Like he hates how expensive they are. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like my if parents you, do too. If you give him a card for something like he checks the back and if you bought a card that's too expensive, he'll give you crap for it. <laughs> awesome. Well, I suppose that's that's why we made cards for a very long time. Like it was it was a big deal when my older sister bought a card for the first time for someone's birthday and my sister my little sister and i gave her crap for a while because it was like no 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 you make a card like you have no excuse to not make one and now my little sister is the only one left still making them but because when it comes down to it you know i don't have art supplies with me anymore mm-hmm. i could make a card but it wouldn't look much better than the ones that i made when i was 12 <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. and I think we're all like, you know, it's adults. So I think with my family, it's become a bit more important of like, you know, write something inside that's nice, you know, make a funny card or buy a funny card and then write something nice inside. Mm-hmm. So interesting. We yeah. got we uh we went to a park and had a picnic. Ooh. That was It was very nice to go do that because obviously that's not something i would do on my own in san diego Mm -hmm. so it's nice to have that opportunity and we got my dad ladder ball for father's day Mm -hmm. and i went undefeated i felt very cool Mm -hmm. yeah you are cool mark well thank you i'm glad you're feeling accurate about who you are Mm -hmm. do you like lawn games grant uh, yeah, they're fun. Um, yeah, I grew up playing lawn games and stuff, and I don't know. They're they're fun, but I, like, don't get obsessive with them. I feel like some people, like, it'll be out and, like, oh, some people just, like, have to be playing it every minute of the day or something. Mm. But just, like, I, like, I'll play a game. And, like, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Or, like, I'll play two games or something. But it's just, like, I can't just, like, I don't know. I get bored if it's like the the focal point of the entire interaction. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just not competitive enough. Or maybe I'm too competitive. Uh, no, I'm not too competitive. I don't know. Yeah, I, I can see that with you. I definitely enjoy playing them, but that shouldn't come as a surprise to you either. Yeah, <laughs> that, that didn't surprise me whatsoever. I, I mean, my dad and I are the same. I mean, I think over the course of the... I mean, it wasn't all we did. You know, we hung out and did some other stuff, but... Mm-hmm. We probably played six or seven games of ladder ball during the time that we were there. Yeah. I would say. Uh, but I, th- I think that there are certain lawn games that are useful as like just a thing to do when hanging out as opposed to just sitting around. Mm-hmm. You know, like I can sit around and chat, but I like to do something. And so oftentimes, like when I've seen friends in the past, when I've, you know, visited from San Diego... You know, it's it's pretty common to just be like, oh, let's like toss a frisbee while talking, or play like back toss while talking, or you know, something that's like a you're within like thirty feet to fifty feet, like you can still talk, but you're just kind of doing something as well. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that. I feel like it. I don't know. Maybe it's just like I have a bad attention span, but I feel like the conversation for me at least always suffers because like I either have to choose to focus on the game and do well at the game or just completely ignore the game and just like Mm. not really pay attention to how well I'm doing and thus do really poorly 
yeah. and actually be able to like focus on having a decent conversation. Well, that's the that's the joke that Andy and I used to always make. Well, we still would if we played games with Max frequently. Um, but in college, we would when we both lived in like adjacent buildings, there was a basketball court between our buildings. And so mm-hmm. we played a game called Kangaroo a lot. And uh, the way that Kangaroo starts is that you always start at the free throw line or near the free throw line. And we always joked that all we needed to do was like have a conversation or talk to Max while he was shooting and he would never make it. Mm-hmm. Because his, his brain would just immediately latch onto whatever was being said and then completely lose focus as he shot. It was yep. ve- it was very funny <laughs> how effective it was. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's so annoying. <laughs> I hate you just a little bit more than I used to. Uh, Max was a good sport about it. We didn't do it literally every single time, but okay, you know, if the game was on the line, then we totally would do anything we could. But we'd all do that to each other. Hmm. Hmm. Remember why I like this episode? Why, Mark? Particularly this episode number. Um. No. Because it's... it's uh, I got an idea. Because it's uh, one bigger than last episode number? Uh, no. Shoot. It's not It's not the SpongeBob. Uh, is I it a number. prime it's... number? Is it? I think it is. I actually wasn't thinking of that, though. I don't... It might not be. It's a palindrome. Oh. I like me a good palindrome. Hmm. It is a prime number. Yeah. Sorry. And it's a palindrome. Mm -hmm. The previous prime number being 97. And I think 103 is also a prime, right? 101 and 103 are twin primes. Mm Mm-hmm. Am I right? Are you looking that up? Uh, I'll let you guess. Do I I like primes that are close uh, to each other? I'll give you another example. So I said 101 and 103 are twin primes. Yeah. Uh, another example of twin primes would be 11 and 13. Like primes that are like one or two away from each other? Two know. away. Yep. Okay. You got oh, it. Oh, because. Okay. Yeah. You can't get one apart unless it's two and three. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I was just thinking through that. And I was like, wait a second. Yep. Twin primes are two apart. Um, it's a famous open problem, whether there are infinitely many twin primes. Mm. Almost everyone thinks that there are, but it's really hard to prove. Mm-hmm. Um, another, I think that you'll like this definition. We'll see if you can guess what it, what the definition is. There's another, um, term for a different kind of pairs of primes called sexy primes i don't know i (laughs) 69 isn't a prime number no i know this is you would it's a pair of primes so twin primes are primes that are two apart sexy primes are how far apart three no six (laughs) oh That makes sense. <laughs> Again, you couldn't get, you can't have like a gap of odd oh, unless it's yeah. between two and another one. Okay. Yeah. There you go. You're learning so next? much. I'm trying to figure out what the next. Oh, 131 will be the next prime palindrome episode. Yeah. 
Yep. Nice. I wonder... I can't do it in my head. 151 might be one. Yeah, it is too. It is? Okay. I was going to say, it could be one that's like, you know, uh, I could could do it in my head quickly if I really tried, but, you know, once you start getting to higher numbers, you're like, oh, maybe it's a multiple of like 17 or 31, like some other larger prime. Yep. Yeah. 131, 151, and then we got to wait all the way till 181. Oh, and then we got 191 right after that. Wowzers. I'll have to prepare all the math fun facts for each of those. And then it's a big gap until the next one. Huh. I think. Okay, now I need to look up the sequence. 313 um, is the next one after 191, apparently. Okay, so I'm going to look up this. So 101, and then you said 131 and 151? Yes. And 181 and 191. Yes. Yep. All right. Uh, palind- I found it. Is there a name for this? No, it would just There's be the palind- palindromic primes. <sighs> um, but what I am on is the m- wonderful website, the online encyclopedia of integer sequences. Oh, geez. So it's a it's a wonderful website where you just start typing in part of a sequence, and it'll just search for sequences that people have reported that contain that list. Mm-hmm. So obviously the palindromic primes showed up pretty quickly. That's cool. Mm. Oh, this is a fun fun fact. I probably so. Um, every palindrome with an even number of digits is always divisible by eleven. So if we make it to uh, one thousand episodes. Oh, Jesus Christ. Right? So it'll have four um, digits. Then we will not have another palindromic prime until we get into five-digit episode numbers. So we've got to milk them for all they're worth while we're in the hundreds. Wait, really? Well, that's what I just yeah. said. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, th- so uh, we'd have weird. in the hundreds, or in the, in the three-digit numbers, there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14... 15, sadly not a prime number, um, number of episodes. The last one being 929. And then the next one is 10,301. Aww. <laughs> That's a sad gap. Yeah. Them's the breaks. Think we're going to still be doing this in almost 18, almost 17 years? Is that all it would take? To get to 1,000? Oh, to get to 1,000. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Honestly, I, I, I hope if, we don't, don't get to 10,000. I don't know if anybody's done a podcast for a thousand episodes, like weekly. Yeah. I'm sure there's some daily podcasts that have existed for like, you know, three and a half years that have gotten mm-hmm. there, like news ones or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm only aware of like a few weekly ones that I know of that are in the 500s. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. Ten years. We can do it. These two years have flown by. Yeah, they have. I hardly feel any older. Oh, <laughs> for better wow. or for worse. <laughs> I feel much older. I think it depends. It depends on the situation. When I'm at work, I don't feel older most of the time. Yeah. There are other situations m- where I do. I feel much older, but I feel like I've aged like a fine wine. <laughs> you have, Grant. 
I'm uh, worth a lot more now. Uh, but you got to be careful not to get cork in me. All right. Um, this is running dangerously close to last week's intro, and there's no reason for this week's intro to run that long. So let's, oh, let's oh, go. Yes. Okay. <laughs> let's get going. <laughs> Sorry. So we, we got, ooh, ooh, perfect. It's comic made just for me. Hot comics for cool people. By, thought you'd enjoy that. <laughs> by Brandon Sheffield and Dammy Lee. Is that how you pronounce that second person's name? Dammy? I, I would guess it's Dammy. Dammy. That's my that guess. That makes much more sense. Well, we'll see if Mark bleeps it out the first time. He won't. Uh, we've got some. This comic is titled, or is captioned. What's a caption at the top of something? That's still a caption, right? Sure. Is captioned at trying to be productive during the Trump administration. We have uh, a woman sitting at a desk with a lamp and an open notebook in front of her. She's got a pencil in her hand in the notebook. And her other hand is reaching over to a cell phone. And she says, cool, I'll just check Twitter real quick before I start. She picks up her phone, looks at it, starts looking concerned actually very concerned eventually sets down her phone and five hours later the scene is now dark as it's nighttime presumably the lamp is shining down at her notebook the pencil laying in the notebook nothing has been added since she first picked up her phone just her staring forward with a small teardrop dripping down her cheek So that's as, a wonderfully upbeat comic for today, Mark. So I, I want us to, uh, of course, look at the comments. Oh no! There are two that matter, and a third and fourth one that's just a little funny. Um, what am I looking at the replies to the first comment? Yes. Okay. So well, yeah, what one. what? So the first comment is from our good friend Dennis Doyle, um, who just asks, "Is this supposed <laughs> to be funny? It makes no sense." <laughs> Uh, and then a premium member <laughs> responds um, in a very like, oh, let me, yes, let, let me try and not make this political and just respond, you know, um, like, ooh, let me, personal experience. I've wasted time checking Twitter. <laughs> not terribly funny, but clever. Especially as it relates to social media as a distraction. <laughs> uh, explaining jokes. And then these. this is both a, uh, a over a year ago and then about a year ago. Because this comic's from 2018. And then only 25 days ago, someone with a very long username <laughs> posted the same comic or same comment of ha ha twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. That's good. Uh, people. What yeah, a thriving people. community Go Comics has. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that thriving comment section. I feel like what we need to do, if we were to ever make money off of this, um, or mm -hmm. excuse me, with all of the money we're making off of this right now, uh, <laughs> due to our massive listenership, um, I feel like we owe Go Comics a premium membership for like a month. 
and just like comment on all the comics that we use. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> like we right can cr- the- we can create a comical start twi- uh, go comics account and start oh commenting. <laughs> no, you gotta and you gotta make a an AI that'll write comments, and then we can oh. set it up to comment on all of our previous comics that we've looked at. True, yeah, I'll have to figure out how to scrape the comments off of anything that exists and just start generating ones. I have a feeling that our friend, uh, what's-his-face, whose website we found, would be, uh... Oh, no. I actually Not... don't remember his name, but he would be so a, glad a vital I source. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, okay, so what I wanted to ask you, getting back to this actual comic, is, uh, what are the things that distract you from doing what you want to do oh jesus christ mark you we shouldn't hey, have had an first, intro if you wanted to ask first, me this it's fine it's the first comic <laughs> oh, oh let me oh god let me oh jesus christ i don't know how i'm gonna where, where do i want to start um Let's start with like college because this person's usually like writing in a book. Let's assume they were doing schoolwork. Mm-hmm. I'm curious as to the like major things that would distract you from schoolwork or cause you to procrastinate or things like that. Mm-hmm. Major things that would distract me. Well, other things that I have to do. <laughs> okay. Um, other things that I don't have to do and don't want to do and have been putting off for a while but aren't due imminently those are a real common thing that would distract me like (laughs) if i've got something important that's due tomorrow but like i haven't done laundry in a week and i've been putting it off for like the whole week like suddenly when there's an imminent due date for something else it's like oh gosh i gotta do my laundry i really gotta do my laundry interesting okay um and that kind of turned into like a way to like if i knew i was gonna or like not really but like it was at least a more productive way if i'm like not doing what i should be doing but it's better than just like watching youtube videos or something because mm-hmm. it's getting something done that i need to get done anyway yeah it's a bad habit but not the worst habit yeah um oh god other things would distract me like it's hard for me to answer because like pretty much freaking anything mark honestly yeah that's fair um like yeah i've been distracted by a lot of different types of things um (laughs) but i feel like i feel like in college i had enough stuff to be doing that often my distractions were like doing other things that i needed to do but that didn't have the most imminent due date Hmm. um because like it was Often I would also use it as like a way to get started because like getting started on something is always hard for me. And so like doing something productive is an easy way for me to like segue into doing the productive thing that I'm actually supposed to be doing. Sure. Um, back in college, like I I put a lot of effort into setting up like my own life systems, I guess, that would help me avoid it because I know how distractible I am in many ways. And so like I like developed routines that were specifically designed to help me avoid distractions. Um, like if I needed to study, I had places where I would go and study and like, that's all I did in those places. Um, and so like 
it was very helpful for me to have these like places set up in my brain of like oh i'm here and suddenly like i was able to train myself enough that i could like kind of switch my brain into oh this is study mode now like that's all i do here i don't like take out my phone and text someone like no because i'm studying here if i Mm. want to do that i have to go somewhere else and being like super picky with myself about that and so it helped make it easier for me not to develop habits of like oh yeah i'm gonna sit down and study but i just want to like check facebook or check twitter or reddit or something real quick and then mm-hmm. getting lost in the rabbit hole yeah um the other the other like edge of that sword though is that it also created places in my life where like oh yeah this is where i relax and i like dick around and do things and so like mm-hmm. i couldn't study in those places like i could not study in my room sure um because it was like just filled with endless distractions. Every every single physical item in my room could probably distract me and did distract me at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I have vivid memories to times where like I foolishly attempted to try to study in my room later <laughs> in college when like I knew that this isn't a thing that happened anymore. Like I couldn't do it, mm-hmm. um, and it was just like a wait, a complete waste of time. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I always find it interesting uh, how uh, people both come across the obvious idea of, like, you know, associating different items with different, well, let's just say locations, even if it's not, strictly speaking, necessarily a different location. Um, Like, how people come across that and how people interpret that. Like, for me, I was not super strict in the, like, I definitely won't study here. I always study in these other places. I think I liked finding different places to go in general. Like, I often would not repeat, like, I'd kind of rotate through different places. I wouldn't, like, Mm. uh, either even during a day, I wouldn't stay in one place too long. Over the course of a semester, I wouldn't repeatedly be going back to the exact same place. Mm. Uh, I don't really know why I did that. I don't, like, I don't, like, I think part of it, I'm sure, was just like, uh, I'm just kind of losing steam. Let me just go walk somewhere else. Hmm. You know, I don't like I don't, that might be part of it, but fascinating. Yeah, I think I I maybe picked up that habit. I remember when I took Euro in high school. Um, I remember I think that was the first time that I heard of like the, you know, research of, you know, your brain does better if you like associate things with places you know like Mm -hmm. if you if you change things up if you're always uh, so so the reason that i thought of it this way was um it doesn't help to just be like oh uh, i'm gonna always study in this place it makes more sense to be like i'm gonna study this topic in this course in this place Mm -hmm. because otherwise i'm gonna like maybe associate different pieces of knowledge with the same place and make it kind of muddled so uh I think throughout Euro, a big part of that class was like going home, reading the textbook and taking notes out of the textbook. Mm-hmm. That was like a majority of the course. It felt like I do that every single day. I'd come home and do that. And I'd go into the dining room at a big empty table and I would literally just rotate around the dining room. Each day I would sit at a different chair and just mm-hmm. rotate around every single day. And I don't know if that helped. But I just kind of, in my head, th- reconciled it as like, well, then I'll kind of hit every single seat in the course of a week, and maybe that'll just, like, help not, like, 
I don't know. Maybe it'll just organize my brain in a weird way. I don't know. I don't know if it worked, but it was like something that it was just kind of like a thing in my head. Um, and I kind and I feel grateful that I at least had the beginnings of an idea early on, as opposed to you know trial by fire, discovering it in college, like I think a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah, it's interesting that you like moved around to different chairs. So the your purpose of that was like. So you didn't get? I don't know. Like, like this was, you know, the... this was like ten years ago. So it's hard for me to remember. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> or however long ago, maybe not. No, 10. that that's terrifying. Uh, eight right. years ago, it's close to ten. Yeah, I think technically eight, but um, yeah, I think I think what was in my head was like you know I'm learning lots about lots of different time periods. Even during the course of a week, I might hit a lot of different things. And so just moving around might help my brain kind of file them away more usefully. Definitely more usefully than just sitting in the same chair every single day. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it was easier for me to just like remember to be moving each day or something like that. I'm sure is something a bit silly, but mm-hmm. at the time it felt like it, it was somewhat beneficial. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's really interesting to hear. Yeah. Because, like, for me, like, when I would have places that I studied in, like, it was, it was, like, very specific. Hmm. Um, and the specificity of it was, like, it was how I kind of, not that I, like, designed the places because they were physical places that already existed, but, like, designed my own choices within, like, where in those exact places I studied. Like, there was specific seats. Like, one of the places I studied a lot at the end of college was a lab um that i had access to like a a chem lab that i had access to that had like a non-chemical sort of area in it meant for studying and working on computers and stuff Mm -hmm. um and like there were specific chairs in that room that i could study in not not like Mm. the actual chair but the spots at the tables um and like if i ended up getting for whatever like i wouldn't go there if i if there were other people there pretty much. Hmm. Um, but like if I had gotten stuck at another seat, like it wouldn't have worked as well. Sure. Um, That's really interesting. Yeah. Cause like my, my places were designed, like the chairs that I could study in were specifically chosen because of like different reasons that would help me stay focused better. Like mm-hmm. it, like I could, the thing for me, especially in that lab, was like i would always have to sit with my facing the door and the door had like a big window in it um which like on the surface feels like it could have been more distracting of like people walking by Mm -hmm. but it was actually much less distracting for me because i found that when i couldn't see the door i was always like the back of my head was always like thinking oh like who's coming in the door and like having to like turn around and check huh um or like noises that because you couldn't see the, the rest of the room as much. And so, like, any noises or anything going on, like, would be super, way more distracting rather than just, like, a quick glance up and then I can get back to work. Okay. Um, huh. So, did you, like, so these, these were just, like, you had your set of spots that you would kind of go to in some order just to find a place to go study? Yep. Regardless of what you needed to do or study? Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. And... It wasn't always in a specific order necessarily, but like yeah, there yeah, were definitely I, I tiers. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. there are definitely tiers of like oh yeah these are good places and like these are kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel type places mm-hmm. see when i talk about like moving around in college i'm actually a bit closer to what you did i don't think that there is much as much thought like you know my ideal was like you know i want a big empty classroom with a big empty whiteboard or chalkboard Mm-hmm. that was really the main thing was just having a space to walk around like i wanted room to walk and then a space to put big ideas in a big whiteboard or chalkboard mm-hmm. and i did a lot of my math classes that way and then when i got you know i ran out of time or just kind of was not feeling it in that space i just go roam somewhere else or maybe i just it was time to start typing something up or whatever you know, I think a big thing for me and, and the specifics of what I was doing, because I didn't often sit down and like, I wasn't sitting down and studying. I was sitting down and just doing problem sets or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so going between the different tasks that are involved in that, I think just helped my brain do a lot of the sort of subconscious work that is often necessary in, you know, different forms of problem solving and thinking of just letting your brain mull it over a bit. Mm-hmm. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Did not know that about you. Oh yeah, it's it's something that I'm still like adjusting to in adulthood as well, because like I don't have access to all of these places to like do do focused work. I get that. And so like trying to find like trying to set up my apartment in a way that I can have like places in my apartment that are like oh yeah mm-hmm. I need to like sit down here and pay my bills or like. Like, I need to sit down and, like, oh, yeah, this is where I'm going to sit while I do my taxes. Or, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm trying to think of other adulty things you have to, like, just sit down and focus to do. <laughs> um, I'm going to send you a YouTube video okay. called Spaceship U that CGP Grade made. Have you heard of this? I feel like I might have seen this. I don't know, though. Well, I'll send it to you anyway. I'll just text it to you so that you have right. it. Um, it is a very good video. I think that you would... It's not exactly what you're saying, but especially in these days where you're like, for me, I like going to coffee shops on the weekend or even after work Mm -hmm. and going and just like doing whatever I wanted to do, but I can't do that. So, (laughs) Mm -hmm. so this, the ideas presented in this video are more useful. So watch it on your own time. Okay. All right. Shall we do it? Shall we continue in our yes. uh, six minutes available to your comic? Perfect. Okay, we have Lola by Todd Clark. And we open up on some sort of deck or patio situation, maybe. Um, and a some sort of grill or fire that everybody's, that a, that a family is sitting around. Looks like a mom and dad, a young kid, and a grandma, and they're all roasting hot dogs. And the grandma says, oh man, you're roasting hot dogs? And the man says, I told you we were eating at six. You'll just have to wait until there's an available skewer. And the grandma takes out a a kind of yard flamingo with what looks like just the sticks that would go into the ground and puts a hot dog on it. Um, and the uh, guy, looking a bit miffed, says, or improvise, 
And the grandma says, all right, make some space. Uh, so, Mark, my first question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you see anything wrong with the way this flamingo is designed? Um, yeah, I mean, the, the uh, it looks more like the... Uh, well, I wouldn't necessarily say wrong. It depends on how you, wrong you mean. But it does kind of look like the two legs, quote-unquote, are lengthwise on the flamingo as opposed to kind of perpendicular to its spine. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Um, okay, so that's not what you're thinking of. But it's a, um, it's thinking the same area of the flamingo. Well, at, for, well, the first time that I looked at it, its whole leg situation looked more like a radio than anything. Uh-huh. Um, those sticks look really thin, but I don't know what else you're going for. So I assume those sticks are meant to like put it in the ground. Yeah. And they just look way too thin. Yeah. So my, <laughs> my confusion is, so they're angled out from each other. So if you stick them in the ground and you try to press them into the ground a couple inches, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, I see. Yep, yep, yep. I'm isn't, with you now. Isn't that problematic? Like, because you're going to be... The furthest points out are the ends, so those are where the sticks are going to start sticking into the ground, and then it's going to try to, like, pull the rest of the stick into the ground at those points as you press down? Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm with you. You kinda, you'd almost have to, like, put one in and then just kind of rotate the other one and hope that it goes in, but it still wouldn't work very well unless you have really soft ground. Yeah. Like, I've mm. seen flamingos like this, and I'm trying to remember if that's how they actually, like, lawn flamingos, and I'm trying to remember if that's how that legs are actually set up, or if it's just an artistic... I don't know. Maybe most of the ones that you see, I feel like what most of them should be is just a single stick that you put in the ground so that it looks like it's standing on one leg. Mm. Mark over here thinking, mm. Mr. Brainiac. I'll, I'll be the one to make the next hit garden flamingo. Okay. We're going to make so much money off of that. Are we? Are we going to sell them on our store? Yeah, we will. Oh, oh, on our, on our, what, Wix website or something? This episode (laughs) is sponsored by Wix. We made the website get your properly designed lawn flamingo now.com. Wix. I don't think I've heard of Wix. I thought that's one of those website builder building tools that well, like are the common one nowadays is Squarespace. Oh, that's, that's what I was one thinking that of. That's what I was thinking of. Wix sounds is super Wix old. Is Wix a real thing or is it made up? Did no, it's a you, it's a thing that exists. Okay. I just haven't heard of it. It it does. See how, I'm, I'm see how dated see it, it looks. Does Wix do what I think it is? No, yeah, it says create. You can create create oh, a website. Maybe. It is a website builder. Okay, maybe that doesn't is look too bad. Of. I just I just only ever heard of Squarespace. Okay. Hmm. Maybe we should edit out the names so that we don't uh, cut down on our sponsorship opportunities. No, that's okay. Squarespace throws money at podcasters like it's candy, and I just vouched for them. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do you have a question for me for the last minute? Uh. Or was it mainly about the flamingo? <laughs> well, I had another question, but it's way longer than like the question will take a minute to ask. So. Well, you can um, just ask it. We can just leave everybody on an edge. Well, I was just going to ask you about the last time that you improvised a solution to, the, to a problem. Oh. Um, well, I would hmm. say that 
in a certain sense, that's what I'm doing right now, recording in Audacity. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. <laughs> I'm not. It's not really a solution. I'm not really improvising. I'm just sort of. Be, I'm just sort of shrugging my shoulders and saying I don't have a solution, so I'm just going to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I'm not sure. Improvise is actually probably maybe the best word for the program that I mentioned that I wrote at the beginning of this episode around podcast chapters. Mm-hmm. There are ways to throw money at that problem. The easiest way being. There's an app on the Mac that does everything I want. I could just buy a Mac and do it that way. Uh, <laughs> or just tell you to do it, but I wouldn't trust you to. I, I was wondering um, when that was going to come up, because I thought your whole intro was going to lead to you telling me that I need to do the noise reduction no, this week. I, no, no, no. I, I have a program that does it. But for like the podcast chapters, you know, buy oh, a Mac. that thing. Um, actually, I'd get Mikhail to do it if I really cared, but mm-hmm. um, I have my thing now. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's stuff that I've done mainly at work is what I think about as like technical things that I've done around some dumb restriction that we, that we might have in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the times it's, it's like, I tried really hard to improvise a solution, but at every single step I got, you know, deeper in the weeds and ended up just being like, well, I have to do this the most dumb, naive way because there's just not another way around it. Mm-hmm. So can't always win. Yep. You lose Let that some be a lesson you really to you. lose some sometimes. That's right. Let that be a lesson to you. Mm-hmm.